do you do you wait till you get in the situation where you need the locker before you engage it, or do you uh, estimate what you're going to be doing and saying, "Yeah, I'm going to need a locker for this," and then uh, click it in before you uh, before you need it, so to speak? Yes. <laughs> if, I, I, I have exactly. You know, you're just one smart ass comment away from being banned. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to a four by four by four radio network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hey, turn it up up and drive during the Jeep Celebration event at South Fork Jeep. Call 1-800-LOW-PRICE to get a lifetime warranty and 0% financing for 72 months on a new Jeep Grand Cherokee. Shop the fastest growing dealer in Texas at SouthForkDodge.com. That's SouthForkDodge.com. Hey, you know it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, never driven anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Missing Josh. Yes. Yeah, we are Missing Josh. (laughs) What happened? Where's Josh? (laughs) MIA, I understand, but uh, he may be joining us later in the show. We'll just have to wait and find out. Cool. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and in this episode, I discuss rocks and roots. One is a friend, and the other is an (laughs) evil little sucker. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Yeah. Hey, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and I'm going to share with you a story about the dreaded hair glob. Have you experienced the dreaded hair glob? I hope not. <laughs> I could just imagine hair globs and roots together. That would just be no. uh, like a witch's <laughs> brew or something. I'm Tony, and this week I speak with Mike Heath, president of True Patriot, Inc., a group doing great things for our veterans, including getting them out on the trails for some adventure. Ooh, I can't wait. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, what would you think of a Jeep Wrangler with a steering wheel on the right side? Would you Would you drive one of those, Wendy? I think it'd be kind of exciting to try. I don't know if I'd be any good at it, but I think I'd like to try it. Would you stop at all the uh, all the, uh, the mailboxes along uh, along the way? I think I'd have to. Yeah, definitely. I think that'd be a photo op and fun, right? So the Wrangler right-hand drive version of the 4x4 SUV that's sold in the United States where it's perfectly legal to drive, <laughs> you may think that this, is a, uh, this must be for U.S. Postal Services, but no, anyone can buy one. The U.S. Hmm. Postal Service got rid of its Jeep-based mail trucks a long time ago, but it employs rural ma- uh, mail carriers in remote areas of the country to use their own vehicles. And what better to deliver rural roadside mailboxes than an all-terrain vehicle? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, neither snow, sleet, or uh, whoever's, right. in, whoever's in office, we're going to get that mail delivered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wendy, I'm just curious. Uh, does it mean I'm fat because I'm concerned about how I would get the food order in the drive-thru? Oh, my god. Being gosh. on the wrong side, you know? <laughs> on the wrong side. Throw it at me. Hit a- my mouth. <laughs> That would be an issue. I think you'd have to develop a stick or something that, like, you know, to, to grab the bag and then bring it to you. One of those, what one do. of those grabbers that the the seventy five yeah. year old people use. I just stick, exactly whip that out and stick it over there. Just say here, <laughs> here, could you put the bag on this clip and bring it forward? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so the prior generation of Wrangler was offering this configuration from twenty eleven to twenty eighteen. 
but has only returned to the lineup this year and appears on the consumer websites starting around $40,000. This this basic model comes with standard four-wheel drive, as as well it should, Uh, but you could also get it with a two, uh, I'm sorry, you could only get it with a 2.0 liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine, which I find strange. The Mm -hmm. infotainment system is just an AM-FM satellite radio without navigation or any apps. But you can, uh, but, but but it can be upgraded uh, to a nine-speaker Alpine audio system for one thousand two hundred ninety-five dollars. Hmm. Now you can add a ninety-five dollar engine block heater and a nine hundred ninety-five dollar cold weather package with heated front seats and heat steering wheels or wheel. And a remote start is also available for places where snow is more of an issue than rain, uh, heat, or dark of night. Now, Wendy, as a spotter, would you be able to adapt when instructing uh, the, the, <laughs> the person driving the uh, right-handed Jeep, uh, passenger it, or driver? That would be interesting, but <laughs> it's basically the same. You're just coming, well, is it the same? I don't know. Well, That's but, a good but, question. But you're trained to say, you know, you know that the, the from your perspective, the right side of the Jeep is driver. Yeah. So you yeah. drive, I'm sorry, cancel that. <laughs> yeah. The other driver. Uh, <laughs> that would be interesting to yes that would be i think it could be done yeah for sure i would definitely take the challenge i, I could see that uh, some uh, uh less uh per, less knowledgeable uh, uh spotters may have a trouble with that you know they, they have <laughs> yeah. to look cl- carefully about where the driver is especially if you know it'd be pretty funny if uh, somebody uh, was to set up a spotter uh with uh uh, alternating uh-huh. jeeps where uh-huh. the one jeep coming through is on the left one jeep coming through is yeah. on the right so that would be that yeah. would be pretty funny so now I'd like to have one with two steering wheels and pedals. Uh, the one I didn't use wouldn't do anything, <laughs> but my wife would feel like she had some more control over the braking and the turning. Yeah, especially if a pedal for the brake at the bottom. That'd be awesome. Uh, nah, who am I kidding? It wouldn't help. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, you know, Wendy, this may be something that you have experienced and do you know that this the first trip that I've taken uh, anywhere from just local? Uh, I now have a chip in my windshield on the Gladiator. No, already. Yep, it's not even already. got that many miles on it. No, nope, I think it was under a thousand when it happened, but oh. it's it's down really low. I think it's below below the uh, the windshield wipers. Okay. So this is interesting for all of you uh, Wrangler owners, Gladiator owners that have that nice big flat piece of uh, vertical glass. Uh, Jeep may be offering up a sturdier windshield option for Gladiator and Wrangler owners who plan to take their vehicles through rough debris field terrain on a regular basis. Oh, like me. You mean like on the highway any day of the week? I mean, any day of the week. That's rough terrain. What are they talking about? I know. I know. This is like clueless. Now, you may be one of the lucky you Jeep Wrangler Gladiator owners that have never had a rock ruin your otherwise beautiful windshield. But for the 99% rest of us, we all know too well that the flat, mostly vertical windshield is a rock-catching magnet. Uh, Now, some of you uh, have replaced your windshields multiple times. I read about you bitching about it on Facebook, I know. And and, And have found out about a tougher, yet I think much more expensive option uh, the Gorilla Glass. Have you heard of the Gorilla Glass, uh, Wendy? I'm I, sure you have. I've heard of it, yes. Yeah. So we know Gorilla Glass from like uh, cell phones because you can get uh, the, the glass for that, which keeps, you know, especially those people that drop their phones all the time or, 
or, yeah. or put the, the, the glass too uh, hard on it when they think it's a coaster and uh, break that glass. So the Gorilla Glass is supposed to be tougher. So uh, Mopar Insiders reported dealers will soon be offering buyers the choice to upgrade their front-facing windows to Gorilla Glass. Huh. The report claims that the Gorilla Glass windshield option is $95. Hell, that's the cost that's of it? a... Yeah, that's the cost of a, a heater for your uh, engine. So, oh my gosh. Uh, and, and Jeep expects... 80% of its buyers to opt in on this $95 upgrade. Yeah, I, I could see that probably oh, easily, easily. The automa- automaker has not confirmed this as of yet. So don't go over there and start demanding Gorilla Glass windshields because uh, oh, they haven't they haven't really come out with it yet. So, Wendy, I look at this as a no-brainer. I mean, mm-hmm. I purchased the two kil- <laughs> the $2,000 option for bigger screen on the Gladiator Dash. $95 for a tougher windshield, to me, that's an easy choice. It is no brainer. I mean, seriously, ninety five dollars. Sign me up right now. <laughs> yeah, can I get it now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think uh, having options is, is great, but if Jeep really does the, uh, does offer this for ninety five dollars, you have to wonder why don't they just switch to it as a standard option? Yeah. Well, they should because they're wasting materials. You know, just put it put it in right the first time. I mean, if they expect 80% of of people buying into this, uh, it can't be because Gorilla Glass can't keep up with, uh, you know, with uh, demand. Uh, Maybe, maybe is that. We just don't know. But I think they ought to just switch to this. I mean, for a hundred bucks, sure. So easy. So now I'm personally looking forward to the Star Trek's transparent aluminum windshields. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) However, this creates a new question. Would you rather have a crack in the glass or a dent in the aluminum? The crack you could see through. The, the dent and aluminum could really make you do weird things while you're driving. That's, I think it would. <laughs> and besides that, I think the, the crack would be easier to fix. Much easier. <laughs> I've actually uh, I went on uh, online on YouTube and looked to see how you could do windshield repair. And I bought one of these, these little kits that uses a suction device and uh, this glue. And, and I was just amazed at how well it fixes those little star patterns uh, on the uh, on the windshield, so I'm going to be getting what? that. And uh, I'm sorry that that was a kit you found online. Uh, I I did a YouTube uh, search and found it, and then they showed this one kit, and I went over to Amazon and uh, it got it. It was like 15 bucks for two of them. And uh, yeah, uh, you you stick it, you clean the area, you stick it to the windshield. It has this little device that sticks on there, and you have a syringe that you use. Uh, you pour the glue in or whatever the polymer stuff is. And they put the syringe in there and suck out the air, basically creating a vacuum, which pulls yeah. pulls that stuff into the cracks. And then uh, you do a couple other things that it's all really basic and simple. And then you peel everything off and uh, clean it up with uh, a, a razor blade. And I was I was shocked. I couldn't see the the little star pattern at all. So. Uh, like I well, said, I think we need to get that link and put it in the show notes because oh, sure, there's probably a sure. lot of Jeep owners like us who have a little tiny thing starting, and it would be nice to have it. I was telling Bill we need to get somebody out to to you know whoever that company is. Do we want to advertise them? I don't know if we do. Oh, I don't care. Um, that that they'll come to your house, you know, and repair your glass while you're doing whatever. Yeah, I mean that's I think it's like yeah, but 90, we could do it bucks or something uh, for for yeah. for that service and. Uh, I'm not sure if it's all insurance, but I understand a lot of the insurance companies cover that stuff. So, um, you know, if somebody else is going to do it for you, I say great. Uh, but, you know, for $7.50, uh, I'm going to try it myself. But, yeah, I was uh, going yeah. to mention it on the show after I've tried it. 
Uh, but I may okay. stick up that uh, that YouTube video that I'll watch so people can see it uh, prior yeah. to us, uh, prior to me getting it and using it. I like it. Sounds good. So last week we reported on uh, uh, Onyx. Is that how you say yep. it? On Onyx? Onyx. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trail mapping app uh, that's available for free for the 2021 Jeep Gladiator Wrangler purchasers. I don't think that was for other Jeeps. I think it was just for those two, but I could be wrong. And, and this is a, all part of the Jeep Wave program. So if you've recently purchased a Wrangler Gladiator, uh, you're, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure of this, you're automatically enrolled in the Jeep Wave program, which means you can get the Onyx Trail Mapping app uh, on your phone, and it's free for six months. Now, once Josh said this uh, last week on uh, uh, the, the news item, I, I started searching. I tried all kinds of things, but I couldn't make it work. I mean, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't read uh, anything that said this is the steps that you go through. I mean, I went to the, okay. the onyxmapping.com website, and there's a big button there that says free trial. So I went, well, I'll just do that and see what they asked me. I pressed that, and pretty soon I had a seven-day free trial. <laughs> That's not what I was looking for. Seven days is not enough. <laughs> seven days is not six months. I, I you know, no. I'm not good at math, but I'm good enough to know this. So I reached out to their support uh, via okay. email. Now, they responded quickly, and they said, Hey, Tony, I do apologize for the confusion on my end. This is a brand-new partnership we have formed with Jeep. You should have received a 16-digit redeem code to access your membership for off-road. But since you haven't, I've gone ahead and got you set up with a year's worth of access to an OnX off-road. If, wow. you ha- if, you ha- if you have any questions, please let me know. Oh, I know what happened. You told them you had a podcast, didn't you? Uh, well, honestly, Wendy, <laughs> I, I can't confirm or deny this. I mean, <laughs> right. look at the positive side, though. I'll be able to report on Onyx Maps for a full year. So this is more about the listener to me, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Love it. So I I asked if I had just missed the 16-digit code in my paperwork from the dealership. They give you a lot of paper when you buy a new vehicle. Oh, yeah. Sheesh. So they said folks will be receiving these in the uh, next few weeks Uh, via email, I believe it is. If you uh, get any questions from folks wanting to start that membership before they get their code, just have them reach out to help at onxmaps.com. And we can get them all squared away. So yeah, I must. Well, have, that's nice. I must yeah. have mentioned I had a podcast. That, yeah, I think I, yeah. I think I did. Come to think of it, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you would have. <laughs> I'm just waiting for somebody to go. Everybody's got a podcast, Tony. Everybody's got a podcast. <laughs> so if you're part of the Jeep Wave program and haven't received your 16-digit code from Onyx, keep an eye on your email. Be sure and, and let us spam. know. Yeah, yeah, your spam, your spam section too, right? Absolutely. Be sure and let us know what you think about the app when you do get it set up. Oh, and uh, before I forget, they have a 30% discount for their Hunt app. Yeah, they have an off-road app, but they have a, a Hunt uh, app uh, that you can use for, for hunting, tracking where you're going and not telling people where, to, uh, where your hunting spot is. <laughs> and, oh. of course, it's just in time for Father's Day. Just use the code DAD. Now, we don't get anything from this. We don't have any kind of uh, advertising set up with uh, Onyx. It's just something I saw and I thought would be good. To, something you guys might be interested in because, you know, it's really hard to get stuff for guys. Uh, guys usually get mm-hmm. everything they want, but uh, maybe yeah. maybe they won't know about this hunting app, and then you can surprise them with this, and uh, 
they'll think it's really cool. Even if they don't That's use it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, even if they don't use it very much, it, it'll be a cool item to have on their phone. And they'll show all their friends. And something while different. Yeah, while they're drinking you know? coffee. Hey, look, look, this is what my son, my daughter uh, got me or, or uh, my wife. So, uh, yeah. so just go to onxmaps.com. What do you think, Wendy? Uh, is that something the either the uh, off-road um, uh, maps or the uh, hunting uh, app would be uh, of interest to you and Bill? I, I'm not sure the hunting, but definitely the Onyx maps. We use the TRX. I think I mentioned that before. Seems to do fairly well, but we were definitely interested in looking into this. So we're going to do that. Check it out. So. Well, I'm going to try to remember to do uh, regular updates on this. And, uh, of course, we may, uh, may be going um, off-road more here since uh, I've got the uh, the Gladiator going, and uh, mm-hmm. which actually uh, reminds me of something. Um, we've been talking about uh, planning. When I say we, I mean down here at the uh, Studio A in Texas. Uh, I've been planning to get out off-road uh, specifically to Hidden Falls Adventure Park. And, uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned this on a couple of uh, prior episodes so uh, officially, the Jeep Talk Show Texas is planning an off-road meetup. Yes, Ooh. I know you thought it would never happen, Wendy. I'm sure it's you happening. thought it would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited just for you to get out, and it's going to be so much fun to show what your gladiator can do. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, going to be awesome. And uh, and to myself because it's that's mm-hmm. the, that's the most fun is doing it. It says why you guys had to use a crowbar to get me out of that uh, TJ on Gold Mountain. <laughs> You know, I requested uh, you to respond if you had uh, been interested in meeting up uh, with me at, in the tw- and the 21, 2021 Jeep Gladiator at Hidden Falls Adventure Park. Several responded, and one listener responded with a date they already have uh, planned. Well, planned-ish. Wonderful. So, so it's what a, is this a group of Jeepers or one person, or yep. how's, how's that working out? Yep. So Ronnie A. wrote, our local club, uh, New Bronzeville uh, Trail Team 6, or NBTT6, frequents Hidden Falls. We would love to put a group together and wheel with Josh and Wendy, but we'll settle for Tony. <laughs> oh, poor Tony. <laughs> well, they'll just have to settle for Tony then in That's his right. brand new Gladiator. That's right. Now, I mean, if you guys, if you guys want to try, come on out and make them happy, that'd be fine with me. So uh, he, he goes on to say mid-July would work great, maybe around the 10th of July. Wonderful. So my fear of being all alone eagerly accepts this invite. <laughs> yes, you should go. I mean, there's already going to be a group of people. That way you have, you know, experienced Jeepers around you. You already have experience. It's going to be great. Yep. Do you have a time that they're meeting at or you have, don't have those details yet? No, uh, well, actually, uh, I did speak with somebody uh, in Hidden Falls this past weekend, which we'll talk about more in a bit. But uh, okay. so th- there, there is some timing on this. So, okay. so I'm going to commit right now to being out at Hidden Falls Adventure Park on July 10th. Hopefully, the New Bronzeville Trail Team—man, why can't I say that? New Bronzeville's Trail Team Six will be at there, be out there as well. Um, so, when I was at Hidden Falls last weekend, I spoke to them about events. And they were very frank. They're not scheduling events. So okay. uh, can't actually do like a Jeep talk show event, uh, no matter how many people I get going out there. So it's it's really simple. You need to get there early because they only allow a certain number of vehicles in the park. So get the, well, get the big yeah. 32-ounce coffee and hit the road early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ronnie. It's now in your hands, apparently to figure out your jeepers are going to be there and connect with tony and you guys can set up a time and maybe we'll we'll be able to let the listeners know i'm sure there's listeners who'd love to join you tony and 
get to see you or the new gladiator and meet you and wheel with you. Well, you know, it's not quite a month from now, uh, but it's close. So I'm thinking that yeah. people will have the uh, have enough time to get this thing scheduled up. And of course, it's not on Fourth of July weekend, which I think would no. be would be a, a cock Crazy. on a stick to try to yeah, get out there no. on Fourth of July weekend. So uh, it's it's actually the the weekend after that, and, and people will probably still be drunk uh, on the uh, uh, <laughs> on the on the tenth. So I, well, I hope they're not driving in the group. Then let's put it that way. <laughs> well, so Tony, you said you couldn't do a special event, but you could still take pictures and you could absolutely. still talk to we, people we and, and report back there. to us what the event was all about, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was I was kind of thinking it'd be really cool, depending on what it would cost. Uh, uh, have the uh, the entire park just full of not only just jeeps but jeep Ooh. talk show listener jeeps you know well was there a is there a number that they gave you that they will only allow or that was a mystery number that they're coming up I with? i think it's because of covid that they're not actually scheduling events so i sus- no, i mean as far as the number of vehicles in the park like suppose you oh, show up no. early and the limit's 15 or 30 or whatever, and you have 30. No, I know Is it's... Is it the park yours? No, I know it's more than uh, I know it's more than 30. It's it's a really big park. Uh, okay. But no, I do not have a specific number. I can find out, though. Um, I, uh, I I guess I'm a little, uh, a little shy about anybody showing up. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, if three people show up, I would just be tickled. <laughs> you oh, know what? You've heard of the show? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the local club's going to have everybody there. So that'll be good. And then we have listeners who are going to be excited to, to wheel with you. Oh, so you so. guys get there and maybe you could email us and let us know that you're coming or you're planning to come and Tony can get sort of a little head count ahead of time. That'd be kind of fun. Yep, it will. So if you've got a news tip or you have any response to any one of our stories, make sure and let us know by phone or email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how to contact us. Hey, coming up later in the show, interview with Mike Heath of True Patriot, Inc. They're helping out our veterans by getting them in a Jeep and on the trail. Awesome. Can't wait for that. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Well, you most certainly are, you lucky bastard. We've got something for everyone at the 4x4radionetwork.com. On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, Lots of great off-road shows, and it's all for free. And it's the uh, and it's all on 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Did I say the Center Steer podcast? I feel like I, I skipped over that one. You got to listen no, to the th- no. You got to listen to the Center did. Steer podcast. That's a that's, yeah. a that's a good podcast, as they all are. But uh, John and his group do uh, one episode per month. And you know what, Wendy? I've been uh, I went to work. Uh, actually, went into the office. Uh, Monday and Tuesday this week, and uh, I've been listening to uh, a podcast again because I always listen to them in the vehicle when I'm driving back and forth to work. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I've literally not been listening to podcasts for over a year, and I enjoy listening to them. I just, it's just not easy to listen to them when I'm not in the vehicle. No, it's much easier to do it when you're in the vehicle, I think, because you're you're just driving. Yeah, yeah, Easy nothing to else to do. To I guess like mowing the, mowing the grass, working out at the gym, or uh, uh, any of those things that you're just—it's just horrible uh, doing. <laughs> well, how about putting headphones on, avoiding the kids? I mean, they've been home for a whole extra year now, right? So why don't you just <laughs> oh, listen great. to one of the? Yeah, well, let's just listen to one of the podcasts. Okay, Timmy, here's this flag. If everybody gets caught on fire, start waving this flag, so I'll notice. <laughs> <laughs> What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noob! 
Well, when I mention the trails we run on, there is usually a designation that the trail is easy, medium, or difficult. While most difficult trails involve big boulders, medium trails generally consist of medium-sized rocks, ruts, and off-camber stuff, and the easy trails are usually what we refer to as fire roads. Now, they are mostly graded, fairly level, some easy to get over rocks and ruts, but mostly flat roads. Now, first off, I'd like to say rocks are your friends. I know for most newbies, the thought of going over rocks is daunting and usually has a comment like, I don't want to dent my Jeep or I don't want to get stuck. Well, you'd be right for the big boulders and you should be set up and armored up before tackling them. But the rocks I'm talking about are found on almost all the roads in our area in Southern California. They may be small or medium size and most would fit underneath a stock Jeep. The problem comes when you first start driving and you purposely start to avoid them. Well, why not? It's what you know driving on the highways. Now, sure, in your Toyota Corolla or your Prius with a three to four inch of ground clearance, it'd be a good idea to miss some of them. And on the highway, this is an excellent idea to miss rocks. But on the trails, rocks are your friends. When you put a tire up on a rock, it raises your Jeep up so you'll gain ground clearance. And secondly, rocks are a great source of traction rather than the soft shifting dirt. This is especially true when you're climbing a slight or moderate incline. Spinning tires offer no forward movement. If you use a rock for traction and your tire doesn't spin, you're now moving forward. So rocks provide a lift and clearance, and they're an excellent way to practice learning where you place your tires, front and rear. When I work with a newbie, I ask them to feel their way through going over a rock. Do they know how wide or long their Jeep really is? By aiming for the rock and feeling your way over it, you can tell if your judgment was correct. If both tires run over the rock, you know you're getting the feel of your Jeep. You purposely aimed correctly. This will come in handy when you start tackling larger and more difficult obstacles. So next time you're on a fire road or a dirt road and there's rocks, try driving over them at slow speeds and let your Jeep do what it was meant to do, crawl. Now the other thing that pops up all the time on our trails is roots. Yes, good old-fashioned tree roots that over time the dirt around them erodes away and the root is left with sometimes as much as a 6 to 8 inch high of the root exposed running across the road but rooted very solidly in the ground. Now I can tell you that driving over these things is pretty much the worst thing I hate. They are usually hidden most of the time on the trail because their color blends into the soil and they're hidden in the shadows of the trees they support. You think the trail is smooth and bam, you run over a root. Now, some of the roots are angled in a way that when you run over them, they tilt the Jeep and rock it back and forth. <laughs> I know Bill purposely goes over these at speed just to get to me. I think he <laughs> hopes I'll approve the next addition to the Jeep, like very expensive but really good shocks with better damping. That's his words, by the way. Uh-huh. Now, most of the roots are smooth from all the tire wear. So as you approach, they look tiny and unintimidating. But some have a shelf or step down on the other side that you can't see until you drop down over them. Most Jeep speeds are slow and you can usually get the brake applied prior to the rear tires going over them. But sometimes you're simply getting from one obstacle to the next and moving a bit faster. And that's when these evil little monsters show up. Okay, so they're not really evil. But when you're sitting, riding passenger, enjoying nature and you hit one of these little suckers, I mean roots and the Jeep rocks violently side to side, you definitely have a few things to say under your breath. <laughs> okay, well, roots are not bad. How could they be? They're all part of nature. Well, when you hit one, let me know how you feel then, okay? 
So watch out for roots, slow down on the trails as they hide in shadows and lurk around the bend when you least expect it. Rocks, on the other hand, are your friends, and you should drive over them anytime you get a chance. So, Tony, have you experienced any of these roots uh, in your neck of the woods? Now, I'm, Maybe you're going to be. <laughs> now, yeah. Now, I'm thinking, I, I, I feel like I have an uh, innate hatred of exposed roots myself, and I don't know exactly <laughs> why that is, but uh, well, something, something's coming to mind about they get really slippery with just a, a minor amount of moisture on them. They could, and you definitely had them on Gold Mountain when you were here, so okay. you would have experienced them, and that would be was really probably dry. what you're thinking. Yeah, it was yeah. really dry then. But yeah, yeah. they're they're not uh, they're not pleasant those little no. things, and uh, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. the uh, The rocks are a little better ex- unless they they start rocking, and then it's like you're not supposed to be doing this rock. Yeah. <laughs> Stay still. <laughs> well, and also for you in the Gladiator, you have about, what is it, nine? You got more inches. I'm trying to think exactly what the length of your Gladiator 612, is. 612 uh, longer than any other Jeep ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what you have to now do for yourself is go over some of these minor rocks and feel how long did it take me to get to the rear? What are my rears doing? Did I All actually right. go over the same rock that I put my fronts on? And that'll help you get your spatial, you know, acuity going so that you know when you're out there and you start to wheel once you're all set up, how wide am I? How long is this gladiator? How's it going to turn? What's it doing over these rocks? Because you're going to have to wait a little bit longer than you would in a regular four-door. So, in what you're used to in your Jeep. So, it's all all about brake timing, isn't it? Because you have to know where those back wheels are because uh, that whatever that little drop-off you went, and hopefully you're hitting it straight if you've picked the rocks that you want to straddle. You really want Correct. to be going straight when you're hitting it. And then, uh, yeah, exactly what you're saying, timing it. Of course, you can use the yeah. re- rear view mirror to kind of uh, judge that as well. Uh, I'm getting well, uh, I'm getting close to the, 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 to the point where the front tires went over. Yeah, and I think I use the word feel, and I know people look at me funny like, what do you mean I'm going to feel my Jeep? I don't understand what you're saying. But it really is a sensation that you have of learning to roll through it what does it feel like when that front tire is going over this rock and then waiting for the rear to also clear did it do it exactly the same was it slightly off did you move that front tire even just a slight amount it changes that direction of the rear so this will be good for you to have this experience yourself and then be able to come back and say hey i'm I'm learning the length of my jeep i I got it figured out so but those roots you know I, i got to thinking about it you know we talk about trails and obstacles and all kinds of things but First-time drivers out there may not be aware, and if you're in a wooded area, you're more than likely going to have these roots pop up, and it they can be violent, not in a truly negative way, but they definitely will shock you. <laughs> They'll wake anybody up that's in the Jeep if they happen to be sleeping. Um, and I just thought it'd be good to sort of explain that rocks can be very positive and should be used as a sort of a learning tool, and then these roots are, just be careful. Because they're out there. Roots are good if you want to piss off your spouse, as I, as I think is what I'm hearing from what you're saying. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> or maybe you don't want someone to ride with you any longer, so you you take them over some of these roots and go, oh gee, did I? I'm sorry, that's just the way the trails are. You don't yeah. want to come anymore. I'm so sorry. You know, Bubba back there never runs over roots. He'd be a really good place person to ride with. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So cool. Well, reach out and let us know your newbie story or if you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets. I'd love to hear from you. And if you want more information, check out my YouTube channel, Trails411, with more tips, tricks, and techniques. Ooh, red Jeeps are sexy. Yes, that means it's time to talk about the Jeep Talk Show Red Gladiator. Well, we took the Gladiator out to Hidden Falls Adventure Park 
near Marble Falls, Texas this past weekend. Skinny tires, no lift at all. And how'd you do? Uh, well, you know, we mainly stuck to the roads, the main trail. That's fine. Uh, 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 and, but there's a couple of things in there. Like there was a, uh, I wanted to get over to another trail and there was a, uh, I don't want to call it a rock garden, but, you know, for an, uh, for a uh, non-lifted stock Jeep, it was, uh, I thought it was might be a little much. Uh, to go through, but I want to try it anyway. When uh, this is uh, this is one of those situations where you know you got one rock up high on one side and it's down yep. low on the other side, and then it goes back and forth uh, between the two. Right. Great for testing the traction of uh, the stock vehicle. Now, uh, what I did, and of course, uh, <laughs> and Josh got onto me about this, but this is just how I do. When I go off road, uh, I keep it in two wheel drive. And then once I get into something that uh, the two-wheel drive doesn't go any further, I put it in four high. And then if I get into something that the four high isn't working uh, for me moving forward, I'll go to four low. This lets me learn the Jeep and learn what I'm seeing the terrain, what I'm seeing in the terrain, and what the Jeep needs to get me through it. Now, you guys can disagree with it. That's that's fine. I don't care. (laughs) This is what I do. So I remember they got after me one time at Off-Road Park about, they hollered at me, Tony, do you have it in four high? <laughs> it's like, yeah, put it in four low. And I, yeah. but, but I was cruising through everything just fine in four high. Sure. Anyway, so I got, went through, we're going through this short rock pile. It was an incline. Uh, I forget, I don't think I looked at it, but it was probably 10, 11, maybe 12 degree incline. And uh, with those rocks going back and forth as far as uh, uh, tall, low, tall, low. And uh, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I went ahead and put it in four-wheel high before getting in there. And then, oh boy, talk about get hard to get something in four high. It had never been switched into four high. And I really was in a pickle trying to get that thing in there. I didn't want to just yank it. Uh, down in the thing so but I, you almost have to that's kind of what you're supposed to do well it's it's new to this one the, the, the xj isn't like that or it wasn't like that before i changed to the atlas now the atlas is just silky smooth uh but anyway i got it i finally got it in four uh four high and started up and you could hear the tires spinning you know i, I didn't i didn't give it you know full gas or anything like that sure. I, I don't wheel that way uh so it just i could hear them starting to chirp and I couldn't move forward. And I'm sure it was because of this, uh, the, the power wasn't going to the wheel that needed the traction because of the, right. the offset rocks. So I reached down, uh, uh, put, I think, I can't remember if I put the, the transmission in neutral or park. I think I did it in neutral and then dropped it down into the uh, four low. And I had forgotten all about the uh, traction system that uh, comes with the, the Jeeps now. And uh, once I got it down in four low, I started giving it a little gas and it started going, and I'd hear the tire kind of make that, that chirping noise, and then it stopped, and the Jeep was moving. Uh, and uh, it just, it was so cool. You would, you would hear the tire kind of move a little bit, and then it would stop moving, and the Jeep just kept going, kept going, kept going. And before you know it, I'm out of that thing. And then, it, then I remi- remembered traction control system that mm-hmm. automatically comes, comes on when you put it in four low. And I looked down there, and sure enough, it was on. So wow. that, that individual wheel braking was going on while I was, uh, when it was losing traction on the wheel that was, uh, uh, I guess, the one that, was, uh, uh, that had the most traction on it, but, right. I couldn't, but I couldn't move forward otherwise. It was really, really neat to be able to uh, move through that thing. No lockers, um, just, just the Jeep 
brand uh, you know brand new stock was able to crawl yeah, through that. It's amazing when you have a stock Jeep because we did that test with Don's before he built it all up. There was nothing we couldn't do. I mean, we weren't climbing big boulders, you know, on a black diamond, but we were doing black diamond trails and that stock Jeep was fabulous. It, so you it, have to be impressed with your Jeep now that can do amazing things stock well, you know, we, with your skinny tires and everything else that you have. Yeah, we've talked about that here as far as a stock Jeep. I've never tried wheeling with a stock Jeep before. Hell, I've only ever had two. And uh, I'd started modifying the other one uh, long before I went, did anything off-road. So uh, it was it was really cool from that standpoint. And I think it gave me a little more, um, I don't want to say courage because none of it's scary uh, other than uh, damaging the vehicle. I think it gave me a little more, uh, you know, well, I'd also say confidence that the Jeep was going to be able to handle what I was trying to throw at it. And I don't, right. I don't doubt I could have done a lot more with it. However, <laughs> yeah. I, I did I did scrape the uh, the rock sliders a couple of times, yeah. and I did scrape someplace underneath the 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 bottom of the of the gladiator. But that's what you get with those long wheelbases. It's badge of honor. <laughs> it, it is as long as there's no leaks. <laughs> yes, well that's true. Well, yeah, as long as you're not breaking something underneath, you're good. <laughs> yeah, and you're three hours from home. That's my only concern. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> But yeah. Well, it sounds like you're going to have fun. I can't wait to hear about this Hidden Falls Adventure Park and pictures to see what you guys are doing and then just the smile on your face because you're going to just love it. You're going to be amazed what that gladiator can do. And this is only the beginning. I mean, this is mm-hmm. so freeing to me because I've had a Jeep for so long. It's I believe it's very off-road capable with all the things I've done to it. Yep, I absolutely. just haven't been able to get it off-road. And just mm-hmm. the, the, the feeling of being able to get in a Jeep a four-wheel drive Jeep uh, and drive to where I want to go and get off-road and have some fun. I think we were out there four or five hours. Uh, wow. and, then, and then get back on the road, go get something to eat, and then drive the rest of the way home. It was yeah, a wonderful feeling. Yeah, and you're not worried feeling. about overheating yes. or any Ex- problems. It was like, we're going to, this is fine. We e- can do this. Exactly. And Wendy, uh, I want to announce it right now. It was so wonderful being able to go off-road my whole uh one of my main goals in getting this jeep talk show gladiator was getting out and going to more places and meeting more listeners on the trail and yes. we've talked about it uh, i, I want to do it and i want to do it soon i want to get out there to gold mountain come and visit you and bill and yep. don and maybe paul uh Absolutely. you know get the band back together so to speak uh yeah from, there we go from the adventure <laughs> that we uh, we took together a couple of years ago now i believe and uh, uh, all I need to do is uh, get that uh, that two inch lift and some thirty uh, five inch Nexon Rodian MTX tires on that Gladiator, and uh, get a little time off from work, and I'll be ready to go. But it, it should be a wonderful trip. Uh, yeah. It's so easy to drive that Gladiator. Uh, it's just so nice on the highway. So, uh, yep, uh, we'll we'll be talking about that. And you out there uh, that uh, might want to join us in uh, the uh, uh, Big Bear Lake California area, keep listening because we'd love to have you come out. Well, I know yep. I would. I don't know about Wendy. Wendy, you're okay with company? Absolutely. <laughs> no, we'll make it happen. You know what? Once once you get your lift and your tires and you're ready to come out, we'll just set a date and put the word out and we'll put together some good trails for you. Excellent. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, getting the wife out there to look and see how beautiful that area is. I, it, oh, she's going to love it. Yeah, it's just uh, stunning. I'm sure you're you're sick of seeing it. You see it all the time. Nope. Nope, I'm <laughs> never sick of it. It's so incredible. Every time we go out, there's another view or something different or 
the moonlight shines just right or the sun or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all awesome. Right. All right. So all you all you naysayers that say, oh, Tony never goes wheeling. Never, Tony never goes anywhere. He's going to prove you I, all I wrong, I told guys. you I had a good reason. <laughs> and running hot on the highway is a damn good reason. So That's a damn good reason. So screw you. I'm going to be off-road. <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of great listeners, we got a review, Tony. Can I go ahead and read this? Please. This is awesome. Yes. So, Chad Vicky gives us a five-star review. Woohoo! They say, excellent Jeep podcast. Been listening for about a year now and look forward to hearing your podcast each week. Two a week wouldn't be a bad thing. Just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. No longer a rat bastard. Yes. I'd love to hear that. Learns. Learn something each week from you guys. Ooh, I get a shout out to me and Bill for the off-road training we did a few months ago with them. Wendy's an excellent spotter, and I apply their training every time we go wheeling. Keep up the great work. Well, Chad and Vicki, you guys need to come out for this event when Tony gets here. So they're oh, great yeah. to wheel with, by the way, Tony. They're, you would really enjoy meeting them. They're nice people. So I don't thank you, Chad and Vicki. I don't think anybody that you wheel with would be a bad person to uh, wheel with, uh, Wendy. I, no. I don't think you would uh, leave them uh, you, you'd leave them up there in the hills with an unmarked grave, I believe, especially if they're making putting trash on the trail. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> Hmm. Two weeks, two shows a week. Huh. Yeah. What's he, that about? I think he's talking about episodes. Uh, what about it, Wendy? What do you think uh, about two episodes a week? I don't know. Do you think our listeners are ready for that? I think they might be. Well, I mean, we'll have to. Uh, it, well, Josh isn't here, so we could kind of commit to two episodes a week, can we? Because he's <laughs> yeah, the one. He, he's the one that doesn't want to do that. Doesn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, he's got how much? How many different stories do I have to come up with now? Yeah, like oh. uh, twenty-seven. So I yeah. don't know. We'll have to think about that one. Yeah, maybe the listeners could uh, write in and let us know what they think about that idea, too. Yeah, send in messages, uh, send us emails, and tell Josh he needs to get with the program so we can do uh, more than one episode a week. I, I've, I've been for this, been all, all for this for a long time. Yeah, if it's a good re- if it's a good comment, you can make it out to Wendy and, and, and Tony, and if it's a bad one, we'll say to Josh. <laughs> oh, I'll mention really quick, uh, speaking of good comments, uh, Ronnie A. Uh, responded in our Facebook Live uh, video. He says we have at least six. Then this is the guy I was talking about the group going up. Oh to yes, Hidden your, Falls. your group. So yeah. he, he responded. He's watching us on Facebook Live. He says we have at least six scheduled now, and we'll be posting an event on our group page. You definitely will not be alone. <laughs> we have a, a couple of newbies coming out too. In in, in other words, I'll be in good company because I'll there'll be more than one newbie out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful, Ronnie. I'm so glad you're putting that together for him. You guys are going to have a great time. Yep. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. I've been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. Well, loved hearing those wonderful words about the Jeep Talk Show. Now, I want to tell you rat bastards out there, and, and especially you non-rat bastards, we have a way for you to infect Jeeps. So we want you to, uh, and, and maybe you don't want to actually go out and tag Jeeps, so you can actually talk about uh, our paid subscriptions to people. Maybe you're not a subscriber. Maybe you're a true long-term forever rat bastard. Tell a friend about the show. Maybe they'll be a paid subscriber. There's no shame in not subscribing. 
In fact, a lot of people like being called rat bastards uh, when they don't listen yeah. to the show. Uh, and and <clears throat> little little tidbit, you, we can still call you a rat bastard. I don't care. Even if you've been a paid subscriber, it's fine with me. <laughs> so we've been receiving great feedback from both the infectious agents. Those are the people that are putting these uh, uh, rat bastard toe tags on Jeeps. And can I show them the tag? Look oh, yeah, I've got please one so. Here. Yeah, this and is from... Well, that was the, I got the, one on my Jeep from Mike yeah, last that was week. From Mike. Yeah, so uh, we've been great in, uh, getting great comments, great feedback from both the infectious agents and the ones that are being infected. People loving this stuff. Nice, and I love that. And we've had a few people want to know how they can become infectious agents themselves. Well, how do they do that, Tony? <laughs> I'm, Wendy, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> So if you'd like to become a Jeep Talk Show infectious agent, just go to jeeptalkshow.com and click on shop. It's at the very top of the screen. Then select the infectious agent rat bastard toe tag kit. Man, that's I got to took a bigger breath for that one. It's $8 for 20 tags. And you'll see this is in, the tag. Yeah, and you'll see in there when you go to buy that that it is uh the, the rats are are separate and you actually get the rats uh, and I like to say bag of rats uh, straight from Amazon. And that way, if you've got Prime, it's free shipping. You, you know, 10 bucks, you get the the uh, get the bag of rats. You get And there's 20 in the back. That's why we do 20 tags. So you get the uh, order the bag of rats from Amazon. You order the uh, 20 tags from, from us for 8 bucks. So $18 uh, approximate. You got 20 tags that you can go out and uh, infect Jeeps uh, for, I mean, if you taste yourself, you could do it all day long, right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> get so, them all done in a week yeah so hopefully uh, you guys will be in, uh, out infecting very very soon and just go to jeeptalkshow.com click on shop and then uh, make that purchase uh, and by the way the eight dollars uh, i tried to calculate what it cost us for uh, ink and paper and shipping uh, and uh, uh, the uh, the labor of doing all that stuff all together and it's not meant to make any money for us we're just trying to get these things out there without having to pay for them all ourselves well, I'm not sure if the listeners know that you guys actually make these cards. You're not, you know, printing them. You're actually making them and designing them and, and putting all the little details in there. So yeah. it's all hand done and hand cut. This all has edges that are cut. So that's all done by hand, guys. So, cool. so I, I think you saw this, Wendy. Mike uh, Zinn, one of our uh, Zoom people, uh, actually yes. did a little, uh, a little promo video and actually goes through that and talks about how each one of them are a little different because they're all handmade. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be streamlining the process a little bit. Uh, they'll still be handmade, but uh, you may all the cards may be looking the same. But their their color it'll be very similar to what you, what Wendy uh, showed you. And uh, of course, you can go to Ratbastard L O L Ratbastard dot L O L and see uh, pictures of uh, Jeeps that have been infected and uh, those uh, those tags. Of course, you can also see it there at JeepTalkShow.com uh, on the uh, the shop page. Yeah, and uh, Mike's one of our listeners, uh, one of the Zoom people. Um, he's out here in Southern California. We wheel together, so he's really a, an amazing agent. He's out there just infecting Jeeps right and left. So thank you, Mike, for doing that video, too. Oh, that was such a great video. Made me laugh, and uh, yeah. I shared it with everybody. I especially shared it with my wife because she's the one that's been making these toe tags, and I yeah. wanted her to see that there's people that, that like those tags so much. They're taking mm-hmm. uh, their own time and, and, and editing videos together uh, to help promote them. And it, that's yeah. just a wonderful feeling uh, that you're, you're involved in something that people really enjoy. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. 
And uh, Wendy, you talked about unlicensed fires. You know, I've never heard of uh, a permit for a fire or an unlicensed fire. Now, here in North Carolina, you can have a fire as long as you follow, like, the basic Boy Scout rules of campfire. Unless there's a burn restriction. And in a very hot, dry month, sometimes they restrict to no burning and you can't have a campfire. Anyhow, I usually don't have a campfire, mainly because I'm lazy and I'm not allowed to play with matches. But I have a little <laughs> jet boil stove that I use to just boil water. Most of the times when I'm out on the trails, what I use for food is like ramen noodles and oatmeal. But on rare occasions when I'm with people and they start a fire... I'll throw a can of SpaghettiOs in the fire to heat up. Oh, no. Because <laughs> uh, Nikki G ain't picky about eating. And one thing I've learned about wheeling with friends is somebody always feeds you. But that's not why I'm calling. <laughs> of course not. Of course. I'm calling to tell you that my doctor suggested that I do not eat at night. It's very bad for you to eat at night. Oh. And it got me thinking, if it's so bad to eat at night, why do they put a light in the refrigerator? Yeah, I know. What can they say? They all can't be winners. I'm no, still waiting for one to be a winner. <laughs> that day will come soon. But anyhow, I'll chat to you guys later. You have a good one. Bye. Yeah, you know, it's uh, when it's dark outside, why would there be a light in the refrigerator? Of course, there, there's the age-old question. Is the light stay on or does it go off when you close the door? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Somebody needs to go do a go. You know that probably would get a, a million views. Somebody put a GoPro in a refrigerator just to solve just to that age-old question. <laughs> well, and while we're on it, so if a man's in the woods, is he still right, wrong? What is he? You know, we could do that one too. Yep, uh, same thing. Well, actually, those, if a woman's not there to hear it, I think is how it goes, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> she can't verify it. Forget it. <laughs> Chris, I've been hearing on the news there's some really great deals to be had on trade-ins. Yeah, Tony, thank you. First of all, my name is Chris Godwin. I'm the owner of South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. And, Tony, we really thank you for your business. It was not just us selling a vehicle or you buying one. We were able to build a strong relationship, and I'm glad that uh, we're now together and talking about Jeeps. But, yeah, the world news, if you've heard it, is talking about if you have an extra car in your driveway or you want to trade, now is the time, whether you want to sell it outright to South Fork Dodge or you want to uh, trade it in for a new one. Inventory is tight, but we have plenty of it because of our new Jeep facility. So if you're wanting to buy a new Jeep, Dodge Ram, any of it, come see me and I can guarantee you an outstanding value on your vehicle right now. With tight new car markets, that makes used car trade-ins worth. There's no off-leases coming to the dealership, so we have to get them from customers and that means paying top dollar. Man, that's great. I'm enjoying the hell out of my Gladiator, Chris, and I thank you for making it such a wonderful experience. To go over to South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, uh, located in uh, Manville, Texas? Manville, Pearland. Most people say Pearland. It's at 288 and Magnolia Drive, right one exit past 518 in the Pearland Town Center. Call 1-800-LOW-PRICE. Ask for Chris, the owner. I'd be glad to take care of you. You know, it's funny. Uh, I'm listening to that uh, to that promo, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'd like to go back over there and just hang out. It's it's a fun place to go. Well, you know, with Deadpool and, uh, and Chris... Uh, and uh, even Ben uh, that I, I, have, I hadn't had as much interaction with in person. Uh, it's just a, a fun place to be. I mean, they got Jeeps. They got new Jeeps. And they've got these uh, Jeeps that they've modified with uh, Mopar uh, wheels and aftermarket tires. And uh, it's just fun. You get the, the new Jeep smell. And uh, the place is so clean and friendly. 
I, I, it's like I don't even go to Best Buy anymore because I had a bad experience at Best Buy because they were trying to sell me insurance on a TV. Oh, no. I, I don't know what they called it. Extended warranty. Extended I just, warranty. I just call it insurance. And I had to talk to two people before they'd actually get the, the damn TV to me and tell them no and hell no. <laughs> and not just no but hell no and i don't i do not go to best buy anymore screw those people i don't if they're gonna uh berate me for not uh giving them free money on that extended warranty uh you can go to hell i'll, I'll buy it from amazon but i digress so Which is still best buy but go ahead i just want to make sure yeah i just want to make sure that uh that you guys understand that i am not a person that likes to go shopping it was a fun good experience uh, at uh, South Fork and uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. And I urge you that even if it's a drive for you, go there. And if it's not a great experience, let me know because I want to do something about it. <laughs> There's there nothing I can do about it, but I want to do something about it. I don't, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> confident. Try. Yeah, I'm confident that it'll be just fine. It, because yeah. uh, I'm I'm really I'm really picky. Wendy, did, can you tell I'm picky about stuff? Yeah, just just a little bit. You can mm-hmm. say that slower, like, oh yeah, I guess I can say, you know, like, um, you give know, me some let me hope. think about it. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't noticed that, Tony, not at all. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be it needs to be the right way, and they really treated me well over there. This is Zach from CNM Jeeps. This is Lisa Simon from Trim Perfect. This is Alan Peterson with Painless Performance Wiring. This is Amy from TNA Decal. This is Neil from SFJ4x4.com. This is Randall Spear, Motorsports Manager from Dana Aftermarket. This is Paul Wolf from ENI USA RM. I'm John Eastmore from Black Forest. This is Nathan Leahy from Mickey Thompson Tires and Wheels. And, and you're listening, listening to the Jeep, Jeep Talk Show. Yeah, a nice big Jeep wave goes out to all of our friends and fans in the off road industry. We thank you for your support. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty ho, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And this week we're going to be talking with Mike. Mike is, a, is the president of True Patriot Inc., a small veteran nonprofit based in North Carolina. Their adventure therapy program. Patriot Therapy is taking 18 veterans in 10 vehicles on a ultimate Colorado adventure uh, from July 7th to July 18th. Their journey includes 11 Mile Canyon, Cinnamon Pass, Amagene mm, <laughs> Pass, Alpine Loop, Ophir Pass, Central City St. Mary's Grand Mesa Trails, Mount Baldy, that's in dust insulting. Uh, Lizard Head Pass, Kelly Flats, Old Hundred Gold Mine, Outray, Tellaru, and Great Sand Dunes National Park. Now, we last interviewed Mike on episode 354, New Jeep Frame Falls Apart. We have a great back catalog of episodes. Go back and listen after you finish this episode. Mike, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Ah, Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be back on. Yeah, always welcome. Uh, we love what you do over there. And uh, now uh, let's let's start a bit. This is I, I don't. I, this is something you probably don't want to talk about because it has to do with you. But you've gotten a promotion since the last time you were on. I I did. So the last time I, I was on, I was the Atlantic Division Director, and since that time, I've had the privilege to take the position of president of the organization and continue leading it uh, nationally to reach reach more and more veterans 
How many volunteers do you have? I'm sure the number probably fluctuates, but how many people do you have there in the group? So it does fluctuate on staff, um, which are the ones that uh, have actual responsibilities that we ask them to fulfill uh, throughout the year. Uh, we have nine staff members and then an uh, additional 10 an additional 10 volunteers uh, at a, any given time. So I don't know if you've ever tried uh, doing uh, doing stuff, stuff like this the old way where you got telephones and you have to take meetings, uh, physical meetings where you talk to mm. people in person. But I was just thinking that the, the social media and just the online presence uh, must make this a little easier to accomplish because uh, you can you can actually reach out to more people quickly and have those meetings uh, uh, quickly, like on uh, Zoom or Skype or whatever whatever it is that you use. Well, you know, really, um, that was one of the the strange things that came about for us through COVID is, um, you know, more of these platforms such as Zoom became more popular. And so we actually have we've gravitated to that. And now as we're leading up to different events like our Ultimate Colorado Adventure, uh, we do Zooms to ensure that everybody's on the same page, whereas as before, right, it may have been, okay, you're trying to do a conference call where everybody's on a, one phone call or you're trying to coordinate for, you know, 10 people who are in our case spread out across North Carolina where there's five hours between the people in West North Carolina and the people on the coast of North Carolina trying to figure out how to get everybody together. Uh, so, you know, being able to utilize the uh, Zoom is really a big one uh, that we utilize a lot it has really made it a lot, a, a lot easier than, say, it may have initially been a couple years ago. Now, has this opened up uh, volunteers from a wider uh, area? I mean, it, it maybe not just in uh, uh, North Carolina. I, I, I don't know if you have uh, volunteer positions that, you know, if they are contacting vendors or, or anything like that, that might be able to use, uh, not have to be in the local area. But I was just thinking that could actually expand your pool of potential volunteers. Well, so it, so it absolutely has. Um, and just having volunteers you know, who want to do some of that behind the scenes work, right? Like contacting sponsors. Uh, we've had them um, in Georgia, in Tennessee, Virginia. Uh, actually, when we're out in Colorado here next month, uh, we're going to be, be meeting with a veteran and his wife um, who they're going to join us for the Colorado portion of the trip in hopes of starting a Colorado chapter. Oh, well, that works out really well. Uh, I can see how this whole COVID thing, because it's really forced people to have uh, alternate ways of, uh, of working and, uh, and communicating. So a lot of the fear in, oh, I don't know anything about electronics. I don't know nothing about the, no talking on the, the camera microphone on, on my computer. They've had to learn that. They've actually had people uh, either uh, help them step it, uh, step through it or, or made themselves figure it out. So that's great for you. Now, I don't want to, uh, we're kind of jumping ahead. I'm kind of I'm jumping ahead. But if somebody wanted to be, uh, be a volunteer of your group, which we'll talk more about here in a second as far as what your group does, 
Uh, is there a good way to to contact you or your group about volunteering? Yes. Yeah, so the the best way is through our website. Uh, we've spent a a good amount of time developing it, and so on the on the home the home screen of the website towards the bottom, we have a link for people to volunteer, and then on the volunteer form. They're able to say, you know, I want to be a volunteer. I want to help with admin. I want to help with uh, events, so on and so forth. And then they get a response back either from myself or our vice president. And we, we start working to plug them in. Excellent. Like I said, I kind of skipped ahead there a bit, but we were we were talking about the volunteer stuff, so I wanted to get that in there now. We'll mention that again uh, towards the end of, in, end of the interview, so you guys keep listening. All right, Mike. Now we've we've spoke before, so I kind of already have an idea what you guys do. But well, we get new listeners all the time. Let uh, let the folks know exactly what uh, True Patriot is all about. I mean, we mentioned a little bit about it in the intro, but uh, well, I'm, I'm sure there's so much more than uh, just uh, taking uh, veterans off and. Uh, uh, these uh, cool adventures there really is so so true patriot is a veteran nonprofit that is designed for all veterans uh it doesn't matter what era you served it doesn't matter if you have a disability if you've ever deployed if you are a veteran or even if you are a gold star family member which a gold star for the listeners who who don't know who don't know is that is a a family member who lost um say their their husband wife um uh dad or, or mom overseas in in combat uh we welcome those folks in as well and what it is is the military is a community of itself and just because one is no longer in the military doesn't mean that they have to stop being a part of that community so we look at different ways to help veterans maintain that connectedness to that community to that that family right in order to help them bridge the gap between their military service and their and their after after service life uh so we do that through through several different ways as you mentioned in the intro our patriot therapy that is currently our most active program we also have our vet connect program which shifts as the as the need and the ability of our of our staff to answer that call um currently we have a couple of volunteers where their main focus for our vet connect program is to help service members who have a particular area in which they're trying to find employment say uh in in communications radios uh, that type of stuff help them find jobs, you know, and it's helping with the resume, helping with the interview skills, helping with identifying companies which are potentially hiring. Uh, then we have our uh, our canine comrades program, which 
is again that one's going in in waves um at times we have the ability we'll have a uh pup that is donated and we will provide that to a veteran who's looking for either an emotional support animal or a service animal so example earlier this earlier this year in uh, february i think it was uh, we placed a veteran in the the Raleigh area in the care of a golden doodle puppy, right? And I, I I say it like that because that that pup has done so much to help that veteran and bridge the gap to what their what their potential is after military service. Uh, we have a, and then we have a another program where if there is someone deployed overseas, they can go on our website and they can request a care package. And um, we've updated it uh, since actually the last time we were on the show where they can actually list like exact things that they want. And so we'll go out and we'll do our best to fill a box uh to to exactly what it is they want and then we'll we'll ship it overseas to them uh, obviously with the uh, current state of deployments that they are slowing down a lot um the logistical supply lines are are very good a lot of people tend just to hit the easy button go you know amazon.com and order it themselves so while that program is still alive and it's still there, um, it's really pretty slow right now. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the dogs. I'm a big dog lover, and I can see how a dog would just really change the attitude of, uh, of pretty much anybody. Uh, I, I often say that I think dogs are a little slice of God on earth. They are just so uh, loving and caring and uh, pretty much do anything for a snack. <laughs> <laughs> That you know that it is so true. They, they're, they're awesome. Even if as an as an emotional support animal, what they can do for a veteran is incredible. You know, so one of the things where we where that program has kind of hit a lull is we had a trainer in uh, Southern California where our founders are who was doing training with with us and our that's our canine canine comrades program well they they received a uh, job offer about eight hours away and it paid better so they relocated right so um that's one of the big hurdles uh we are we are working to to get over is to find trainers both in Southern California, but also in North Carolina, where our veterans, whether we've placed a dog with them or not, uh, if they have a dog that has the temperament to be a service animal, we can connect them with that trainer and they can get the training for their dog to help them prepare to be a service animal. Yeah, that's great. And it's great to have a companion, you know, that's going to be there. Um, I, I, I get the feeling that uh, when age extension uh, starts uh, occurring, or life extension, I should say, 
Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to happen with dogs first, and it would just be wonderful to have a dog that uh, would uh, you know last the uh, the distance, if you will, of your lifetime, and not have to uh, uh, worry about them. Uh, you know, the the dogs coming and going every uh, ten years or so. I, I just hate it when uh, when a dog dies. But anyway, yeah. uh, let me ask you about this. Um, now, in, in the intro, we said uh, 18 veterans and 10 vehicles uh, for this ultimate Colorado adventure. Uh, now, uh, the 10 vehicles, specifically, uh, are these volunteer vehicles, and uh, they're all Jeeps, correct? Well, I wish I could <laughs> say that we're all Jeeps. <laughs> um, but, you know, unfortunately, there are some some people out there who just haven't come over and seen the light yet um <laughs> but you know um so they are um so of the 10 vehicles um seven of them are volunteers and three of them are the veterans actually driving them themselves and another veteran so uh, I don't want to put you on a spot here, but do you, do you have any of these veterans that you're taking out? And, and I'm talking about in the past, and, and they say, "No, I ain't riding that. That's not a Jeep." And then you have the the fight break out, and you know, then everybody has to, and the Toyota people feel bad. And uh, oh, let's just skip that. I don't want you to get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you, you, so well actually, I'll tell you. So we actually have it. Um, we have our Veterans Day ride every year and you know when you get the jeeps that show up and regardless of how hot or how cold it is they have the doors off they have the the top off it doesn't matter how awesome a a toyota looks they're like they have a roof and the jeep doesn't i'm going in the jeep Uh, it just sounds like a bunch of fun, and, and you go off, you go out on all these adventures uh, yourself, don't you? Mm-hmm. I bet I, you that is just a blast seeing the 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 look on on uh, the the veterans' faces uh, going off road and doing this stuff. And I know that they've been through. Uh, many of them have been through uh, quite a bit. Do you ever get in a situation where the the off road is a little too much for them? So there's there are some that towards the end they are they are emotionally drained right because they've had such a great day (laughs) after going for so long this is a good thing (laughs) yeah right with you know that it's just like wow like they've just had all this all of this adrenaline and endorphins and they get done and they're just like man like that was so much fun i'm exhausted can we go do it again tomorrow <laughs> again again yeah <laughs> that has to make you feel just absolutely wonderful and i'm sure that the volunteers the tough work that they go through to get all this uh, put together that is just more than worth it just to see the the look on everybody's faces and hear all that uh, joy do you guys have like a get together afterwards to kind of uh, I guess uh, not detox, but kind of wind down, get rid of the adrenaline. Uh, well, so it really depends on the particular event, right? So, for Colorado, um, our last night that we're all together before we're heading back home, uh, we're gonna take. We'll have a short day that that day spend 
uh, only about two and a half, three, three hours of driving, uh, pitch camp early, um, you know, get the, get the meals going, just relax. And that's going to be a night where our last meal, we always like to do a really good meal. So, you know, steak and potatoes, um, and, you know, and then they're always blown away. They're like, oh man, like, where'd this come from? How, how'd you do this? Right. And, you know, and we just, we, on those last days we sit, you know, and we make sure that we have our, our connections, right. Plenty of time. Uh, if people haven't exchanged phone, phone numbers, emails, uh, Facebook pages, right. They have that opportunity to, to do so. And then, um, usually about a week or so afterwards, uh, the staff will get together either depending on the busyness of lives, uh, either we'll just do a, a group, uh, a group conversation on, um, on another, uh, on another medium, or, you know, we'll do a zoom call and, you know, we'll go over, okay, what, what went well, what, what needed to be improved. You know, uh, did anybody see a veteran in particular that uh, we need to keep reaching out to to ensure that that, you know, we are continuing to meet their needs and helping them continue to bridge the gap and move forward in their post-military life? You know, I, I was just thinking the the Zoom call you're talking about is is with your volunteers, but I was thinking actually a Zoom call with the participants would probably be a lot of fun because they had that uh, that get together and then it was gone, and even just a an online uh, get together would uh, would probably be uh, a welcome thing for them. I I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm no doctor. I just play one on uh, on a podcast. <laughs> But uh, actually, that I was just thinking that if, if they're Jeepers and they like the idea of getting in on Zoom calls and talking to a bunch of people, we actually have a, a group that they labeled themselves the Zoom people, and uh, mm-hmm. they get on every time we record the show, and uh, they pretty much do their own thing uh, with, with us in the background. And I want to invite uh, all the, the folks, the volunteers, yourself, everybody that would like to come in and uh, join our Zoom meetings on uh, Thursday night. You can just uh, go over to the, uh, the Facebook, uh, the Jeep Talk Show Facebook page to see uh, how to do that. And uh, we'd love to have those folks uh, in our Zoom room. And I think it would be they'd have a lot of fun talking to other Jeepers. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I'm uh, I'm actually pulling that up right now um, so I can share that. And so, you know, that's a really great idea. Uh, and I think especially with this particular trip, um, it's going to it's it's going to be a really great idea because, I mean, we have a veteran that we're picking up on our way out in uh, Bristol, Tennessee. Like I said, we got the veteran already in Colorado. He lives north of Denver, who's joining us for the trip, right? So we have people who are even more spread out. What's been really amazing, though, are the connections, because a lot of the, I'd say probably, uh, I'd say probably 95% of the people who have participated in events have have built these bonds 
So as soon as they see there's another event, a, uh, a one-day ride, what have you, they're like, hey, you know, they're calling each other up. They're like, hey, man, do you hear about this? There's a, a ride here or, you know, this event. Are you going? I want to see you again, right? Um, so it's, you know, it's really been great. But, again, that's also uh, benefits because the, uh, the majority of them have been in North Carolina, where for Colorado, that's not the case. So I think that's a great idea that I'm going to look into. And, you know, knowing our listeners and especially the, the Zoom people that, uh, that, that uh, frequent our Zoom room every Thursday, I suspect that if there is a listener close by, a veteran, that wants to go out uh, on an adventure with one of them, they, they would be more than welcome to go. So I think this could work out really good. There could be this, uh, this, this stopgap uh, kind of uh, off-road injections between, you, between y'all's events. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Mike, we we love to you know help those kids out that love that social media. You know they got to have it; they they can't survive. Well, it's like oxygen. So, uh, if you guys are on social media, where can the uh, where can the listeners uh, find out more information about True Patriot Inc.? Well, so on Facebook, it's True Patriot Inc. Inc. And then on Instagram. Uh, we actually have two pages. So the first one is True Patriot Inc. And then Patriot Therapy. Um, and so the Patriot Therapy page on Instagram talks more uh, about the events. And the uh, True Patriot Inc. on Instagram talks mainly about the about the organization as a, as a whole. And then, you know, on Facebook, that's where we will... will where we will um, primarily announce uh, new trips, rides, what have you, with a link to to the website. Um, so then that's something else that we've done since I became president is we've transitioned uh, to where, you know, we have a website. Let's actually, we'll actually use it. Um, and so we try to use all three mediums, the social media in Facebook, Instagram, and then the website. Yeah, it makes good sense. So now you have everybody uh, already booked for uh, this run, July seventh through July eighteenth. The the eighteen veterans. Uh, so that's yeah. that's closed. There, you can't get anybody in uh, on that, correct? Correct. So uh, it, when do you expect to be doing this again? And if somebody uh, is a veteran or knows a veteran that wants to get them involved, I- I'm assuming going to the website would be the right way to, to, you know, get them signed up or something. How does that work? Yep. So the website's the the best way. Um, Instagram's probably the second best way is going to one of our pages and shooting us a, a message there. Facebook, uh, you know, um, it's good for what it is, but we don't always we don't always see the messages in a timely oh, manner yeah. for no. whatever. Yeah, you I see, you see these out. things about only genius IQ levels can do this, and all it is is a way to get some activity so that maybe you'll see their posts. Yeah, no, Facebook's horrible for trying to get the word out. So yeah, mm-hmm. you guys go to the website. Go to their website. That is absolutely the best thing. Websites, mark my words, websites are going to be the best way to do anything on the internet. They always have been and they always will be because it's going to be 
quick and only uh, a few people uh, are going to, uh, the, they're going to be monitoring it all the time. So that's your best way of doing it. Right. But so to go back further and answer your question, though, so our um, our next event like the, uh, of this type is going to be October 22nd through the 24th uh, outside of Tazewell, Virginia. We're going to do a three-day event um, where we are, are, are camping and adventuring along the way. Um, for those that, that like the particular tag o Overland, I mean, it's what it is, right? I, I prefer adventuring um, because it's just so much broader. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's going to be October, October 22nd through the 24th. And then for a trip of this size, uh, we're actually already in the works. We don't have a date planned yet, but uh, for the summer of 22, we're going to do another sizable trip out to the Morrison Jeep Trails in Wyoming. Excellent. And, and you guys that would like to volunteer, of course, we mentioned this earlier in the interview, uh, you go to the, the True Patriot website. And, and what's the address to that specifically, uh, Mike? So it's True Patriot, I-N as in November, C as in Charlie, dot org. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes, but I wanted to get that out there in case people wanted to jump over there right now. But you go over there, you can be a volunteer, and we need more Jeep volunteers. So these these veterans that have already been through so much don't have to, uh, to ride in a Toyota or, heaven forbid, a <laughs> Ford. Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the horror <laughs> no but seriously if you want to volunteer it doesn't matter what you drive whatever whatever four-wheel drive vehicle you have i'm sure uh the uh, the veterans would really appreciate being taken out uh and uh, uh having an adventure so um yeah, really would and you know um and that's one of the things where uh we've we've uh, we've adjusted this you know because in years past um you had to have your own vehicle, right? But that left out so many veterans mm -hmm. who wanted to get out, who wanted to explore, who wanted the adventure, but they didn't have a four-wheel drive capable vehicle, right? So I got with the staff. I was like, you know, we need to make a change here. And so I, I pitched it to them and they're all like, absolutely, you know, this, let's do it. And um, whether... Whether they were, whether they are jeepers or not, you know, they're they're veterans first. They're they're people who who love their their fellow human being, and you know, they just really enjoy being out with other veterans. Yeah, I can I can well imagine this would be uh, a a wonderful thing, especially if you're cooped up and all alone for most of your, most of your time and uh, just depressed. This would be a uh, a, a wonderful thing to get out there and do. Now, Mike, I can't really believe this. I had actually uh, gone back and looked at the information you had filled out. Uh, I mean, you're a volunteer organization. You're doing this uh, nonprofit, but now you want yep. you're actually going to give something away to our listeners. We are. Uh, so we have a a package that we've put together uh, that we want to that we want to help share. So. It's a Patriot Therapy T-shirt. It's one of our uh, 20-ounce 
uh, uh, dual lined, you know, uh, water bottles that like, I love this thing. I can put water in it at seven o'clock in the morning and at five o'clock it's still cold. Uh, but then also one of our, uh, Patriot Overland Adventure patches, which, which typically you can only get if you go on one of our events. Oh, here's a way to cheat, guys. You can get one of these patches uh, simply by calling into our voicemail line. So that's a Patriot Therapy t-shirt, a water bottle, and a patch. Now, Mike, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't know if you've uh, been around for giveaways before or maybe heard it on other episode, but what we like to do is have people call in and fight, fight for the right to get the, to get the product. And, and you can't just be a caller. You have to say something special. So I want to ask you for two things. I want you to come up with what caller number they have to be. So like if it's the third caller, they would be the third person to leave a voicemail message uh, for us. And then there would be a, a catchphrase or like the radio things uh, say, uh, a phrase that pays that they have to say exactly. Otherwise, they're disqualified from uh, from winning the prize or prizes here. So uh, pick a let's, let's do this first. Pick a, uh, a caller number that you want them to, to be to, so they can win this. Okay, well, so I have a specific number in mind, and let me tell you why I'm picking it. So I'm going to pick number 22, so caller 22, and that's because on on average, 22 veterans a day commit suicide. And they do that because they get trapped in the four walls of their house, and then they get trapped in the four walls of their mind, and it becomes too much to bear. And that's what our Patriot Therapy program is all about, is to help break them out of that, right? So so the caller number is, is going to be number 22. All right, great. And uh, that's, just, that's just so horrible. I mean, uh, 22 a day, my God, that's, just, that's not right. And uh, so the, the phrase that pays, uh, what, 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 what kind of phrase would you come up with? So the phrase that pays is going to be bridging the gap. Right, because that's what we aim to do. We aim to help our men and women who have served our country to bridge the gap successfully between their their military life and their post-military life. You must be 18 years of age or older. Your mailing address must be in the continental United States. You may only call in once per giveaway. Any required word or phrase must be said exactly and completely the first time. Your call must include your caller ID. One chance to win per individual per giveaway. All these rules must be followed unless otherwise stated. Failure to follow these rules will disqualify you from being eligible for the giveaway. We will contact you with a text message at the number you called from. Good luck, Jeeper. Well, Mike, this is a sweet deal, and especially so because of, like I said earlier, you guys being a volunteer organization, and you're giving away. You're giving again, and this time you're giving to our listeners. So a Patriot Therapy t-shirt, a water bottle, and a patch, and all you have to do is be the 22nd caller, and you got to say, bridging the gap. That's bridging the gap. Write it down, get a tattoo, put it on your hand, whatever you need to do. If you, you guys were cheating in high school, you can cheat this. You can do that and hold it up and uh, say it while you're on the phone. So it'll be interesting to uh, hear what we get on the voicemails because uh, we do have some people that uh, don't just say the, the phrase. They have other interesting things to say, Mike. <laughs> so that that always makes it fun uh well mike i can't thank you enough for the giveaway i can't thank you so uh, enough for being here and telling us all about this and i really hope it works out where we can uh, get, get your group 
uh, meshed in with uh, the Jeep Talk Show and uh, maybe uh, bridge that gap between y'all's events and uh, get some of these uh, veterans out uh, more often and, uh, you know, in the, the various areas around the country because, you know, we're talking to people all over the all over the U.S., so you never know what might happen. No, that would be great. You know, there's there's a lot of veterans out there that need the support not only of veterans but of so as we call them we of patriots a patriot for for us is anyone who supports the military men and women that have served right and uh there's just there's so many to go around but then also there's so many other organizations that are doing great things hopefully that uh in seeing something like this grow you know someone else might be inspired also to do to to do what they can absolutely and i like that and i'm so glad that you uh, uh you contacted us about uh sharing this with us here on the on the show and like i said before always welcome you got anything you want to talk about you give uh, give us a holler and uh, we'll get you on well really appreciate it and uh look forward to being able to come back after we get back and we've had some time to uh to really put it all in perspective and coming back and chatting with you again oh yeah that'd be great i'd like to know how it goes and i was going to ask earlier uh that uh, i'm hoping that on your social media you'll have some pictures and stuff uh, either during the event or after the event and uh, lots of happy faces on instagram is <laughs> is always a good thing Absolutely. Um, that's one of the things that uh, you'll usually find me doing when uh, we get to a spot where there is cell service again, uh, while yeah. everybody <laughs> else is like stretching their, their legs. I'm, I'm hunkered down behind the phone, right? Just blowing up the social media, um, keeping people up to date with, you know, uh, like you said, the smiling faces and the, the, the great times. <laughs> that's great i'm looking forward to seeing that mike mike thank you again and have a great night awesome here thank you tony hey thanks again to mike heath for taking the time to talk about true patriot inc and uh, man they're just doing some wonderful things for our veterans getting them out there on the trail i think that's probably the the most showiest one and wendy can't you just imagine the smiles on those folks faces yeah, getting out on the it's trail such a like great that? program I'm yeah. so glad someone's doing that and actually getting these veterans out. It's important, and I think that people love it. Yeah, and like we talked about in the interview, you can be part of that, even if you're not directly volunteering with True Patriot, Inc. Uh, it doesn't keep you from uh, taking a veteran out on an adventure uh, wherever you're located. Uh, I, uh, I urge you to contact uh, Mike over there at True Patriot and see if there's a way that, you know, maybe you've got an event. Maybe you can uh, uh, work it out with your group and you get some of the veterans uh, out there on the trail with you. I mean, it doesn't have to be a, a specific thing you do. It's just people enjoying people on the trail. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry or know someone who does? Or maybe you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, you know, you don't have to be part of a company or anything, really. You can just be uh, somebody that has a Jeep and uh, just get on here and talk about it. Maybe you want to uh, bitch about all the trouble it's given you. Lord knows we've all been there. <laughs> so just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great jeep guest and of course it could be you 
Hey, coming up next week, Jason Finley, just your average Jeeper with information to share. Jason has been working in the oil refinery, in an oil refinery lab for over eight years, and he finally found his way out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, And he has a few things to tell us about ethanol versus pure gas and what it means to our Jeeps. I think that's going to be an interesting interview, Wendy. That's going to be very interesting. I can't wait for that. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Tony, Josh, and Wendy, you know, I've been living this RV campground life now for about a year and a half. I truly, truly enjoy this life. It's so anxiety-free, stress-free. I love it. And we can pick up and go whenever we want. We can just take our house and go, you know, which we've done in the past when we did our off-road adventures. And it's nice not to have the stress of homeowner life anymore. And Neil and I aren't the only ones who choose this sort of life. There are thousands, hundreds of thousands who do. We are not homeless as our home is our camper. And some, their vans, jeeps, or cars are their homes. In our campground, there are about 20 to 25 permanent campers who have been there almost as long as we have. Here in the San Luis Valley, Excel Energy, the big energy conglomerate, is redoing the electrical grid system and it's a long overdue maintenance to the grid. They have contracted with a company out of Texas. The original job was to last four years and now it looks like eight. So that's a long commute for some of these guys. So most of them are all RV living. So the campground is our home, not just a place to come on the weekends for a getaway. For the most part in the winter months here in Colorado, it's just us permanent folks, which we all pretty much stay to ourselves and we all have an unwritten routine of respect and courtesy. But with the influx of tourists, there are a lot of in-and-out campers. With that comes campground etiquette. Honestly, to me, this etiquette is plain common sense. But I have found out this past year and a half, there are a lot of people in this country that don't have any common sense. So here are my top five campground life etiquette tips. And I bet you every listener here on the Jeep Talk Show podcast doesn't even need to hear this because it's just plain common sense and courtesy. And for the most part, Jeepers and off-roaders I have met all over this country seem to have what is to be a rare trait nowadays. Number one, this is the number one complaint of campgrounds across the country. But honestly, I have to say, this isn't an issue where I live. Usually after 10 p.m., it's time to use our indoor voices. You can still hang out by the campfire, but you should keep that rabble-rousing to before 10 p.m. And also those loud, yelling children should be sleeping by now. (laughs) Hey, and don't forget to disengage your car alarms. However, if you are primitive camping, I would keep the alarm engaged because if you hear a bear or other creatures rummaging your campsite, you can just click that remote key to scare the animals away. Number two, respect others' space. Use the public pathways or roadways to walk around the campground. Don't take shortcuts. The space around my camper is my yard. And you need to teach your kids this as well. Number three, share the Wi-Fi. This is such a pet peeve of mine, and which is why I have a hard time being live on the Jeep Talk Show podcast. When I get home from work and I just want to check my emails or Facebook, I can't. Because everybody's on the Wi-Fi. During the summer, it's really bad. 
And I know a lot of campers who are streaming videos and kids are playing video games. Hello, you are camping in the wilderness. Why are you on your electronics? Number four, leave your campsite better than when you arrived. You would not believe some folks. The stuff they leave behind, it's disgusting. One guy left his black waist hose behind. Now, if you're an RVer, the black waist hose is hooked to your waist tank. Your waist tank is hooked to your toilet. So, you know what's in that black waist hose. It was in the winter, and this guy left his black waist hose, and it was frozen. There was stuff in the waist hose that was frozen, (laughs) and he left it sitting in the spot next to us. It was absolutely disgusting. It was full of nastiness. Gross. (laughs) Number five. Now, this one is my biggest pet peeve. Bathroom etiquette. And I believe the biggest offenders are women. Well, Mm -hmm. I feel they are. Not that I spend a lot of time in the men's bathrooms and showers, but I do ask Neil if he experiences the same as me, and he doesn't. We have a campground bathroom, one toilet and two showers, one for the men and one for the women. So they each have a toilet and two showers. Our showers are not typical. They're not typical campground showers. They are very nice campground showers. They are even better than some hotel showers I have been to. So I use it a lot. And I have found that women can be nasty. Some people just don't know how to clean up after themselves. Leaving empty shampoo bottles in the shower or other trash. Toilet paper on the floor. Paper towels that miss the trash. Toothpaste spit still in the sink. Yeah. But the absolute most disgusting and worse is all the hair clogging the drain. So the water doesn't drain quickly and you're waiting in your own shower water. But wait. As you're shampooing your hair and you're rinsing the soap out and you open your eyes to the shower wall and right there in front of your eyes is a glob of someone else's hair stuck to the shower wall. Now, this hasn't just been once, but I find this at least once a week. And it's not just the same hair because it's black hair, red hair, blonde hair. Who in the world does this? WTF. Clean up after yourselves, people. So the next time you hit a public campground, I hope you won't have to experience the hair glob. Do you have a campground etiquette horror story? Call the Jeep Talk Show voicemail line. Can you outdo mine? Next week, tips for selecting a good RV campground. Oh my gosh, that hair glob. I know what she's talking about. It's just, you know, it's your own hair. If you got long hair, it's going to drain. You got to pull it out of the drain, especially at those public campgrounds. Well, it's, but leaving it's public. it on the Somebody wall, will clean it up, Wendy. You don't have to clean it up. Yeah, Leave it there to the person next to you. Maybe Tammy will I come mean, in. If you took the time to dig it out of the drain because it's not draining and you left it on the wall, you can't just carry it to the trash can? Or well, I meant, to, I meant to take it with me, but it, it looked happy where it was. <laughs> Listen, Tammy, I'm with you, girl. That is, Those are the best five etiquettes I love of campground life, and people need to adhere to those. Oh, there's, my gosh. I'm sorry, girl. There's bald men out there going, oh, man, I wish I had a lot of hair I could pull out of the drain and stick it to the wall. <laughs> no, but you know what? She's serious about the women. I think we're the worst. Not her and I, of course, but other That's women. That's interesting because and it's, they're all, yeah. they all, all the ones that I've experienced are like you, Wendy. They, they just say, why in the world would you just not do the extra no. thing 
and take care of the it must be the upbringing uh, or it's just uh, I'm I'm here to relax, not here to clean up. Uh, my well, mentality. I'm also curious too if maybe this influx of campers are new people just trying to get out. They've been locked up for a year. Um, <laughs> they, true. you know, they 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 want to get out and they don't have any experience. There was no mentor around to help them. So I think this is great that she's sharing this. But like she said, the jeepers probably don't need to hear it, but we do need to tell other people to help them understand the proper etiquette in a campground. Well, stay tuned next week for Tammy's uh, most recent uh, bitch fest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Tammy, that was great. Thanks for sharing that. So how does Tammy's life, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? We're always looking for Jeep stories. So contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You must have needed this every day. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff, pick of the week for your Jeep. All right, so this is part of what Josh was talking about last week in his Tech Talk segment, uh, LED lighting for your Gladiator. So these uh, are <laughs> they're really, really neat. I'm trying to keep myself from buying some of these. Uh, I, I am planning on replacing the rear bumper eventually, so uh, that's about the only reason why I haven't bought these. So these are the Oracle Lighting Rear Bumper LED Reverse Lights. For a Jeep Gladiator JT. They're $149. Uh, these are direct replacement lamps using the existing hardware. Taps into the existing reverse light source without error code. Uh, of course, error codes are, are very common now with all these computerized things that we have on the, the brand new Jeeps. So it's an integrated rear, rear reflector for OEM appearance. 15 times high-powered LEDs uh, in each of these uh, pods, uh, one for each side, uh, for a total of 30 with 1,500 lumen output. That's the, the raw output. Clear PMMA lenses, cast aluminum housing with powder coat finish. Optic focused beam pattern for an extended field of view. That's really important, too, because you're trying to look behind you, not at the UFO that's been tracking you that's at 15,000 15, feet. Uh, and that's kind of the the bad thing about LEDs. Most of the time, they're not really focused in any one direction. They just kind of go everywhere uh, in uh, you know a general uh, whatever area they're facing. It's great if you want to see the, uh, the 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 signs on the highway uh, that are thirty feet up because it lights them up really good for the, uh, the for the headlights. Anyway, this is really cool. Uh, LED reverse lights for your Jeep Gladiator from Oracle, $149.95. And, of course, you can find out uh, more information about this on the JeepTalkShow.com website. Just look at the show notes for this episode. Ooh, was that a root? No, it, it moved too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. All right, guys. So we're going to be doing a little uh, around the campfire side chat tonight. we got lots of good people. The the ones that we normally see here, I think we've got uh, a new person uh, with us. Uh, always great to see the, uh, the regulars and uh, love seeing the new folks as well. So what we do here is we sit around the uh, campfire, lie a little bit, and uh, come up with a topic. <laughs> come up with a topic where we uh, we all discuss and see what everybody thinks about uh, whatever the topic is. And tonight the topic is going to be: If your Jeep had traction control, would you still install lockers? So uh, we're going to jump over to uh, Christopher R. Christopher is always our first person on the list. I don't know if it's because of his name 
or if he gets here early, I think it's his name. I think it, alpha, I think, it makes it alphabet, uh, alphabetic where they go around the campfire. I, I think he, he gets here early so he can be first. <laughs> so, Chris, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. Uh, you don't think you, I don't think you have traction control. I don't know if you've ever experienced a Jeep with traction control. Uh, but if you have or maybe you know enough about it to make a decision, would you still install lockers? All right. So, before you people start screaming at your uh, podcast playing device, <laughs> I was... I was wrong. It's not traction control. It's not stability control. You know, it's the brake lock differential that uh, was doing what I thought it was doing and and uh, was the reason for this question on our campfire side chat. So listen along. Uh, you can uh, entertain yourself and chuckle about how stupid I was. <laughs> but it's something that uh, is new to me that I thought it was uh, something completely different, but it's brake lock differential is what I should have been asking about. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a better reliability. Well, you <laughs> so know, when you, fun. you know, when you turn the locker on or pull the cable or whatever engages it, that it's on. And, uh, yeah. the, the stability control is going to be more up to the computer. I, I think is what you're, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, but I think that's what you're saying. Say. Is, is the, I don't want to rely on the computer telling the Jeep, what to do when I can do it myself if I had it. Right. My have, WJ doesn't have it, but traction control. So, have you experienced uh, traction control on a Jeep before? Uh, in a JK, yes. What, what did you think of it? Uh, it? It's a little slow to react. That makes sense. So, it, it waits till the, the tire spins like three rotations before catching on and re- re- like putting on the brake. So it's, it's a little slow. It's, uh, I would rather have lockers so that it would not do that. Do but you, if you're in a pinch, it's good to have. Now, do you think it would be a problem having lockers and stability control? No, not at all. Cool. I like that. I like that answer because I want to do lockers in the, uh, in the Gladiator, even though it's my tow vehicle. You know, it's, it's a sickness that we all have. you got to keep modifying the Jeeps. So, Chip, uh, Chip, what would you do if you had traction control? Uh, would you would you install a locker anyway? Well, I like I like to have the locker that I know I can depend on that's on there. So, if I'm wheeling, I'd rather wheel open diff as much as I can. But when I get to an obstacle that I need lockers, I want to know that they're engaged and functioning. So, I would prefer to have lockers. Um, I'm not even sure whether my JK Rubicon has traction control. If it does, I'd like the ability to turn it off if I was going to be off-roading to where I could turn the lockers on when I wanted it only. I mean, that's like my Detroit lockers on this CJ in my picture here. It's, I don't have any kind of control. <laughs> if the wheel spins, it locks, right? right? Lunchbox lockers. But um, I'd rather be in control. I don't, de- I, I don't want to depend on the computer. Yeah, I think I was calling it stability control, but I have it written down here as traction control. So I'll make that correction. Somebody's screaming at their phone. It's traction control, dumbass. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, I like that ability of being able to, to, to control your own destiny, so to speak, and make those right. decisions. Do you do you wait till you get in the situation where you need the locker before you engage it, or do you uh, estimate what you're going to be doing and saying, "Yeah, I'm going to need a locker for this," and then uh, click it in before you uh, before you need it, so to speak? Yes. 
You know, you're just one smart-ass comment away from being banned. <laughs> well, Travis Poor isn't Jim. here tonight, so I thought I'd oh, it. Yeah, no, anyway. that's right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but no, I so I I'll, I'll go as long as I can. But when I come up to an obstacle where it's like, oh crap, that is just a muddy slide that I know I'm going to need blockers on. I'm going to engage them before I get into it. But sometimes it's fun to push myself to the point of like, okay, yeah, I should have had my lockers on. I'll throw them on now and get over this rock. So, yes, I've done both, um, sometimes preventatively, but it's fun to wheel open diff until I need it. Yeah, that's kind of what yeah, I was doing talking about earlier. I like to know what the Jeep can do. Uh, of course, right. a lot of that is my inexperience and also to the new Jeep. So, inexperience with that as well. So, I like to know what it's going to do. What were you going to say, Wendy? But, you know, the, the other thing, too, is like with Bill, he likes to see if he can get over a rock or an obstacle without lockers. And there's some right. sort of a, I don't know if it's a camaraderie or, you know, there's like a club that you belong to <laughs> when you can do an obstacle and you didn't need your lockers. But like 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 Chip said, when you need them, you, you want to be able to engage in them like that. Just know that they're actually engaged. So I, I'm with you on that. Oh, that's a 100 percent bragging thing when somebody says, "Yeah, I made it up." It that, is. Blah blah blah. And they say, "Oh, did you?" And the, and the guy knows when he's asked. So did you engage your lockers? Well, yeah. uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> one of one of the trail guides I run with has an LJ, so he's really proud of his you know his his frame and the the wheelbase and. It's a very capable vehicle, but he doesn't have lockers. He has limited slip, and he prides himself in the fact that he basically goes every place that everyone can go with lockers or not. Right. And so he, yeah. it's bragging rights to him. He could put lockers on it easily enough. He's very capable and, and has the resources to do it, but he chooses not to because he wants the bragging rights to say, well, I did this whole thing you know, with open diffs. You know, yep. limited slip, but open disc. Yeah, I understand. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of the way. I just want them on there in case I need it. I love having yes. the tools. I love having that ability to switch things in. It's one of the, the great things I liked about the Atlas because I can I can drive it around with the, the front axle only engaged or just the rear axle engaged, and it's just more control. Now it's more confusing right. for anybody else that tries to drive the Jeep, which is kind of cool too. <laughs> it's an anti theft device. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah. If I had a if it was a standard transmission, it would be horrible for anybody <laughs> they would just commit suicide and get out of the business altogether <laughs> all right so let's go over to isaac uh, isaac uh, tell us uh, what would you do uh if you had traction control in your jeep would you still install a locker or lockers i've never well i shouldn't say i've never had traction control we have it on one of our other vehicles non-jeep right um and I don't even know how much traction control it actually does. I think it just flashes a little light and says your wheels are slipping. <laughs> it's a placebo. <laughs> it's a placebo effect. <laughs> it, it very well could be. Um, right now on my Jeep, the traction control is just pushing the clutch. Um, yeah. Get the wheels to get traction again and then let the clutch back out. Um, I guess it would depend on how the traction control is working. Because my understanding is they generally put the brake on the tire that's spinning. And if you have lockers and it's trying to use the traction control, I don't know how well those two would actually work together. 
because your locker should stop the wheels from you know it keeps them spinning together yeah i don't think so the traction control would engage kind because of bypass the yeah. traction control than i would think yeah that's what i was thinking that uh they they should be the the, the locker should exclude the traction control because the the the, the, the tire the tire spin. wheel isn't going to spin yeah so yeah i guess it would depend on what type of wheeling you're doing well um, i take that i'm back. more into like doing fire trails and more calm kind of stuff um and less technical right though i probably wouldn't need the uh locker so much anyways but i don't know i suppose you could if you had the money mm -hmm. yeah uh well actually now thinking about it i guess you could get wheel spin even with lockers on but i guess that's why they got the button so you can turn it off uh it will uh, it'll be interesting because i i don't plan on doing it soon but i do plan on going with lockers on on the gladiator uh so just got to do some more research on it uh, and I was just curious. I was very impressed with the traction control uh, on the Gladiator when I was uh, uh, in Hidden Falls this past weekend. And, of course, that's the reason why I have the question uh, for tonight. So let's go over to Mudman84. Uh, Mudman, uh, do you ever, do you do, just do rocks or do you mud? Um, I'm getting more into rocks lately. <laughs> so what do you Plus, think? If, you, if your Jeep had traction control, would you still install a locker or two? I'm looking at lockers right now. What are you thinking about going with? Um, probably electric locker in the rear and like a true track up front. Interesting. So do you have uh, the uh, traction control in, in the Jeep currently? I do. And what that really bugs me is when you get into snow and you don't want the wheel spin and it pulls the power away. Right. So do you find yourself having to press the little button to turn off the traction control when you're in snow, and, and do you do it too late? <laughs> so, sometimes, yes. I tend, if I get in deep snow, turn it off immediately. Right. Well, it's all when, you put, when you put in four low, it automatically shuts it off. Well, that's interesting. That's when it turned on on mine. It should have turned it off. So, like, so am I yeah. talking about the right thing? I didn't look this up before I, uh, I came up with the question. So I put it in four low, and this this feature, which I thought was traction control, uh, turned on. That if it light comes on, I believe that's shutting your traction control off. Off, yeah. And when it's when it's flashing, that means it's activated. Right. Yeah. I don't know why the tires stopped spinning then when I was uh, cl climbing up. As you're in four low. Yeah, but that doesn't do anything as far as the uh, the shifting of the weight and uh, the, the traction being moved. Well, interesting. I, I may actually have to read a manual on this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, did we, can we get that on tape? Oh, I, read the I say all kinds of things here. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. So, <laughs> so you guys, so you, you guys, correct me. What am I? What am I getting wrong here? Did we? Did we get it? Uh, get it did we get it straight? Where the traction control turns off whenever you go put it in four low? Yes. Whenever I believe you, so. you're in four high, it is activated. When you're in two wheel drive, it's activated. Well, damn it. If you're in and four low, it completely shuts it off to where if you have open diff, you're at open diff. Well, it's open and diff I on the front and it's a limited slip on the back of the gladiator. And I was, it, it, the, the tires were squeaking uh, in four high and I dropped it down into four low and the, the tire would spin a couple of times. And then it, it didn't. And it just, I mean, same amount of gas. And it just crawled right up over those uneven rocks. 
So that's your limited slip actually working. Your limited slip is a simulated locker. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what a limited slip is, but the thing that gets me is is that it wouldn't go in four high, but it did in four low, and something additional, uh, the light, something additional came on uh, on the dash, which I believed was the uh, traction control. So now I'm going to have to go look at it and see. I mean, it just could be I was misreading the situation, but... When I went in four low, it stopped. I mean, the tires would still slip, but only a couple of times. Whereas before in four high, it was it was continuously slipping, and I wasn't making any forward yeah. progress. If your crack control light is solid on the dash, that means it's yeah. disengaged. Okay, yeah, it was solid, and I have to verify that that's exactly that. That is actually what was on. Uh, if I don't have my reading glasses on, I can't read it. So yeah, uh, yeah. When it blinks at you, it means it's activated. It's pulling power from the tire that's spinning interesting all right well so this is this is probably going to be it's just a bad overall question uh it sounds like to me that uh, even though if uh, you have traction control and you can activate it that you guys would uh, would rather have lockers so uh chris uh help me out here (laughs) am i aware of anything i'm talking about correctly chris is out uh, checking his uh his jeep to see what happens when he puts it in four low yeah, he probably is. It's as simple as. Well, let's go over to Mike uh, Zen out there in California. My question for you, Mike, is if uh, if I come out there to visit uh, uh, Big Bear Lake, are you going to be able to come out and join us? Oh, absolutely. Let me know and I'll be right there. Yep. I do not want my uh, Jeep tagged with a uh, rat bastard toe tag. Oh, I'm just going to tell you yeah. now. <laughs> You cannot. Oh, you're not going to get one. That. You're the host. You're not going to get one. Oh, okay, yeah, good. exactly. I don't, <laughs> so, 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 Mike, I know that the 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 toll Jeep thing is new to you. Do you have traction control on your uh, on your JK? Yes. And how does it work? Because I think that's probably the better question I should be asking, since I have no idea. Well, the traction control is basically when your tires like you no, know, not getting enough traction, it's just slipping. It just kind of it evens everything out so that you don't actually run off the road so like if you're in rain and then you actually start skidding then that traction control will fit uh will start to function and keep you in in the road it has nothing to do with off-road then this is something that uh, has nothing to do with off-roading whenever you're when you're a two-wheel drive or anything else now for the audience that doesn't already know my my last jeep and i still have it is 23 years old so give me a break damn it (laughs) i don't know what this stuff does (laughs) But that's why you're on the Jeep Talk Show. You ask questions and you get information. Yeah, I mean, uh, you speak with authority, and if you get it wrong, it doesn't matter. As long as you, no. as long as it, people think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so now, now I know you haven't done any lockers on your Jeep. Is is that something that you're that you may be doing in the future, Mike? No, I have lockers already. Oh, do you? I didn't think so. I didn't. Uh, that's great. Yeah, you just you just added them, right? A couple months ago. Yeah. I... A few months ago, yeah, I added the uh, front and back locker. Um, and when I go off-roading, I actually try to do it without lockers. Uh, so I, yeah. the, the lockers is only there just in case I cannot get over. Yeah. And uh, even even though, uh, like, uh, we went to Gold Mountain, and Wendy's like, you know, you got your lockers on, right? I'm like, no, I'm doing it without lockers. I can do it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm in a manual transmission, so I got bragging rights right there. Manual transmission. <laughs> yeah, it, it exactly. Exactly. 
damn good. Yeah, I did it yeah. without lockers and a manual transmission. And manual, yeah. Kudos <laughs> to Mike. I've always said that. Everything I talk about, I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's doing it with a stick. Yep. So, center uh, force clutch on was, your list. I was just going to say. Center force clutch, it is on my list. I'm trying to save yep. up for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's try Chris again. He looks like he nodded off in front of the uh, in front of the screen. Chris, are you uh, are you back with us? I see him. I see something in the in the image, but I, I guess he's not with us. Maybe he had a long day. Um, anyway, yeah. we're we're gonna go ahead and, and wrap this up. Thank you guys very much for your uh, your answers, and I'm so glad that somebody just didn't jump in there and say, "Tony, you don't know your ass from holding the ground." What you're asking? <laughs> Ask a better question. Where's Josh? <laughs> so you know you can join us around the camp virtual campfire every Thursday night at 9:45 p.m. Central Time uh, when we record our latest episode. So what you should do is subscribe to our newsletter uh, to get weekly reminders on how to join uh, via the, via Zoom, uh, our Zoom meeting. And, uh, of course, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash jeeptalkshow for all our great notifications. Well, that's it for the show this week, fellow Jeeper. And until next week. Be sure to wash behind your ears and throw away any hair you've stuck to the public bathroom. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded G-Podcast. Podcasting since 2010.